This episode of Postpartum Stories with Steph was recorded on the stolen land of the Wadurong people. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. This land always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Hey dudes, I'm back. I have decided off the cuff to start recording little postpartum snippets of my own experience. Uh, So I plan to be here once a week, um, breaking things down week by week. I thought, look, even if no one wants to listen to this or no one's interested, it'd be nice to have my experience recorded as something I can listen back to or something I can show my little boys. So enjoy the first episode of Postpartum Diaries. It's week five, five weeks postpartum today. And I do apologize in advance if I lose my train of thought because my, in inverted commas, baby brain is hitting hard (laughs) and I am so forgetful. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what month it is. I saw something the other day of people posting about um, September 11, the 9-11 attacks. And I was thinking to myself, why are so many people posting about this in June? Anyways, obviously it's September. (laughs) So week five has been full on. It's probably been the worst week that I have had thus far um, emotionally um, and physically. But it's been challenging. We are still figuring out this colic stuff with our little babe um, last week I spoke about getting the Wilbies, um, and using that, which had, you know, kind of, it's kind of taken the edge off, but for the most part, he's still just really unhappy, really grunty, getting frustrated, trying to pass wind. Um, his nights are really unsettled. Um, so everyone is tired Um, and we're just, yeah, it's, I don't know, this whole colic thing, it's really a head fuck because we don't know what causes it. It can be a number of things and it's just like, well, just guess which one it is. (laughs) Could be his immature digestive system. It could be something that I'm eating. It could be dairy. It could be soy. It could be eggs. It could be onions. It could be tomatoes. Like, who the hell knows? And unless I eliminate that from my diet, we won't know. But the thing with that is like if you take out, you've got to do it one, you know, one food at a time so you actually know what, um, you know, what the cause is and then wait, you know, two weeks and it's just like that's a really long process. <laughs> um and I don't even know if that's what is causing the um, the gas. So, yeah, it could just be, yeah, his gut could be me. Could be anything. Could be the full moon. <laughs> um, so it's just tricky to kind of manage. Um, we are still doing the baby osteo 
which has been good. I think it's kind of helping him a little bit. It's definitely helped his um, his sort of range of motion with his neck. Um, but another spanner thrown in the works is that this week he's been diagnosed with a tongue tie and a lip tie, although they're sort of on the milder side. So a couple of weeks ago I was talking about my GP having a look in his mouth and she said that she couldn't see anything but the osteo and I also had an appointment with a lactation consultant both kind of confirmed that he has a posterior tongue tie. Um, But he still has good movement with his tongue so it's not um, a case where we sort of need to get, we need to look at releasing it just yet because he is feeding and he is gaining weight and when I feed him it's not painful so you know he is able to sort of do everything he's supposed to um but his attachment still isn't perfect so I do notice him coming off and on a bit his tongue clicks sometimes when we feed and Sometimes he hasn't like fully sealed around the breast. Like I can see lots of milk spilling out. And I I don't know, I'm not convinced that that's even an attachment issue. Sometimes I just think I have a lot of milk and sometimes, you know, if you were drinking a drink really fast, you'd probably spill it out the side of your mouth too. Like, I don't know. So, um, yeah, I had a lactation consultant come to the house because I was... I was just hoping to kind of um, get some ideas or some help with his attachment. Um, And and she, you know, showed me some positions that I can try. Uh, It's just really hard to breastfeed with giant boobs because I'm I'm having to use two hands, like one to hold him and the other to pull my boob up so I'm not smothering his nostrils. So she kind of showed me some positions I can do so that I have a free hand, but I'm finding it still difficult to get the positioning right so that he's attached and not coming off. So there's just a lot going on this week and, you know, it's easy to fall into this kind of spiral because I'm tired and, you know, I'm just feeling a bit like if I could reach for a bottle of formula right now, I mean, I could, I'm so tempted like this is just hard and I feel lots of guilt in even saying that and it's so stupid because you know you should feed your baby however you want and I don't judge other people for how they feed their babies but I judge myself and I almost feel like I wish that there was some kind of medical reason why I couldn't breastfeed him because then I'd have like an excuse to formula feed, which is really fucked up. Um, I think I feel guilt because I have all the stuff, like I have the boobs, I have the supply, (laughs) you know, I, I know what I'm doing. I've done this before for three and a half years, but you know, five weeks in with this guy and it's really challenging me. So I know it will get better, you know, we're nearly at the six-week mark. The bigger and stronger he gets, um, you know, the easier things will become. So, yeah, I'm not going to make any hard or fast decisions right now when I'm in this really kind of 
emotional space. Uh, I'm just going to wait and see what happens, you know, as we go on. Uh, We had our first appointment with the maternal and child health nurse at the centre last week for his four-week checkup. And he gained 240 grams in a week, which is huge. (laughs) So I know that he's getting what he needs. Um, I just want to make sure that, you know, he's happy and I'm happy with how it's all going. So it's been pretty hectic. We also had a morning on Monday or Tuesday where Sunny woke up at 5am and decided that was a great time to start the day. And so I got up with him. Hubby kept sleeping because he'd been up settling Teddy all night. And probably by midday, I was just completely done. Like, I felt psychotic. I just felt like if I don't sleep right now, I'm going to (laughs) die, which I know, dramatic, but that's how I felt. You know, there was such a buildup of sleep deprivation and just kids on top of me. Um, and it just, it's just when you don't get sleep, like good sleep, it's just insane how much it affects you because that night I had, you know, a few good chunks of sleep and the next day I felt not amazing, but I could function and mentally I felt well when that's taken away. It's just like so hectic. So yeah, that was a pretty shitty day to be honest. Um, what else is happening? Mm, I don't know. Today I've had spew all through my hair. I'm onto my third pair of pants because I've been spewed on and peed on on separate occasions. (laughs) Um, it's really just, yeah, lots of bodily fluids finding their way onto me. (laughs) And somehow... Teddy just manages to avoid himself completely with it. Uh, So that's good for him. (laughs) Um, Hubby's back at work in a week and a half, which I'm dreading. Uh, Next week I'll have my six-week checkup, so I'll see how that goes. Other than that, um, not much to report. It's just been a busy, hectic week of breastfeeding. Um... My lower back is killing me. So after Sonny was born, about six months after he was born, I slipped a disc in my lower back and I can feel like the pain that I'm getting at the moment is kind of similar. So I've got an appointment, an acupuncture appointment tomorrow morning because I found that that was the only thing that helped me uh, last time. I had hours and hours of physio and it did nothing. And acupuncture after a couple of sessions was amazing. So I am off to do that tomorrow morning and I'm hoping for some relief because I think, you know, when your body hurts and it's like a pain that you've just had for days and days and days, it wears you down. Uh, So hoping that that'll help with my mood. And yeah, I've also been thinking about how um, as a postpartum doula, you know, is there like this expectation that you'll get it all right? You know, that you'll have a an experience where everything's amazing and nothing fucks up and, you know, it's all love and unicorns. And 
I um, probably should write about this <laughs> because it's definitely not been my experience. I don't think you can get postpartum. I don't think anyone can get postpartum right. I think you can be better supported than others and have, you know, different little tricks up your sleeve. And I know that I have more knowledge in this space than um, a lot of people, but I'm still, you know, it's still challenging and I'm still in the trenches and I'm not like immune to things popping up like sleep deprivation and breastfeeding issues and all of that stuff. So yeah, that's something I kind of want to explore a little bit. Um, maybe I'll do that later. Well, that's pretty much it for me this week. I will be back next week with week six, that magical number where everything falls into place. (laughs) I will be keen to talk about that next week. Um, thank you for listening. listening to today's episode please come over and say hi on instagram that's where i like to hang out Uh, my handle is at postpartum underscore with underscore steph s-t-e-p-h that's where i'll be sharing podcast episode updates too hope to chat to you soon